Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back. Um, I'm going to have to ask you to bear with me if I sound a little stuffed up this week. I've been fighting off a cold for almost a week now. So gotta love those germs back <laughs> out in the world. But I'm here. I'm showing up. I'm excited for this week. Um, you know, I've talked a lot about boundaries in this podcast. They're honestly one of the main reasons I even started this podcast because the work that I was able to do in my personal life regarding boundaries has completely changed my life. Um, and I realize that I talk a lot about how to know when to set boundaries and how to actually set them and doing the work within yourself. But what I haven't really talked about yet is like the aftermath that happens after you set boundaries and whether or not you're okay with it, how to address it, how to reevaluate it, um, and all of that, because it's really, that's, that's even harder than actually setting boundaries. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm pretty excited um, because it really is a, a cool way to invest in yourself and to honestly like show yourself how powerful you can be in your own life by realizing the steps that you've taken, the growth that you've done or had. It's just awesome. So I'm really excited. Um, we're just going to dive right in because I know your time is valuable and I appreciate you. All right, let's do it. Hey everyone, welcome to Owning Your Authenticity with me, Diana Terry. This podcast is all about breaking down the stereotypes we were raised with to create our real authentic life. We talk about every kind of relationship, life and business, creating worthy routines, setting boundaries, and leaning into that little voice that says, you are meant for more. If you've checked off all the boxes of what you were supposed to do, and you still feel like it's not right or not enough, then this podcast is for you. I know that your time is super valuable, so thank you for joining me, and let's get started. Okay, so today we're talking about the aftermath of setting boundaries. Um, and aftermath sounds like a really dramatic way of saying it, it, but it's true. It's like, it's like an earthquake. Setting a boundary is the earthquake and the aftershock is kind of all the ripples that happen from that one major moment. And that's, honestly, it's the goal of setting boundaries is that, that things actually change. People think, oh, we set boundaries and then we just move on. No, like the goal is for things to actually change. And then you wake up one day and you're like, oh my gosh, so much has changed and that was all because I actually set a boundary and I did something. And then you sit there and you're in this new realm of your life and you have to reevaluate. You have to reevaluate yourself and like what these boundaries have done for you or your relationships or anything else. And it's a totally kind of new realm that you find yourself in. And you're like, okay, well, I, if you're new to setting boundaries, you're like, I haven't felt this before. Like, do, am I feeling guilty? Am I feeling ashamed? Am I feeling free? And I don't know what to do with that new freedom. Like, it can be really overwhelming. Um, so I kind of want to just go through the process that I do when I have to set a boundary with someone. Um, and so this is usually happens like, I mean, it can happen days after, weeks after, a few months after. Um, but I want to talk about, you know, how it feels. So say you set a boundary a month ago, two months ago. And the first question you have to ask yourself is, did I stick with it? Because this isn't, boundaries aren't usually a two-way street where the other person is 
fighting to support you in sticking with those boundaries. It's usually you having to say, okay, I had to set a boundary and it was important, but you're the only one that's going to be pushing for that boundary to stay in place and be steadfast because you're the one having to set it. And like we talked about in previous episodes, more often than not, people assume or feel like boundaries are an attack, an attack on the relationship, an attack on that person, on themselves or on a part of them or an action or whatever. Again, I'm going to say it over and over again. I'll scream it from the rooftops. Boundaries are an investment in a relationship. Boundaries are an act of love. Setting boundaries is you saying to somebody else, I value this relationship, but I cannot take it in its current state. And because I value this relationship and I want this relationship in my life, I'm going to set some boundaries so that we can both get the max benefit out of this relationship. And again, a reminder, you don't get to choose how that other person reacts to your boundaries. You don't, that's out of your hands. None of your business. That is up to them. You have to take it or leave it with how they react. The only thing you get to choose or control is the boundaries that you set, how you communicate them, and how you react to the situation. That's all that's within your control. So that's what we're going to focus on. And again, I want to touch on the difference between boundaries and barricades. And I first read about this concept in um, a book called Making Space by Jane Hardy, which is phenomenal if you would like to dive into a better understanding of boundaries. She's an absolutely amazing resource. But she talks about the difference between boundaries and barricades. And boundaries, like I said, they're an investment. They're an act of love. They are a, a I want to continue this relationship. Barricades, on the other hand, barricades are when you realize that a relationship or a situation can no longer be in your life, that you have realized that there is no boundary or set of parameters that you can put into place to make this relationship or situation good for you. And that's when you set a barricade. And again, not a bad thing if you need to do that for yourself. It's hard and it can be painful to go through. It can be painful to do that. Um, Oftentimes, if you are at the point of having to set a barricade, it's with someone that is most likely too close to you because you don't have boundaries or they don't respect your boundaries or whatever it may be. So when we talk about reviewing our boundaries, that's different than reviewing a barricade. A barricade is you cannot be in my life. There is no situation or way that we can adjust what we currently have to keep you in my life. Not okay. So if you have to set a barricade, first of all, I'm sorry that you had to go through that, but I'm proud of you for doing it because it is incredibly hard. And more often than not, it is incredibly, incredibly necessary for your self-worth, for your joy, your happiness, your mental, emotional safety, all of those things. So good for you if you've had to set a barricade. I'm proud of you. Um, Even if you've had to set a boundary, I'm proud of you. It's hard. It's hard to do that. So what happens when we set a boundary? First thing, when you're reviewing your boundaries, you have to ask yourself and be really honest with yourself. Did you stick to them? Because it's it's very hard to rework how you engage in a relationship. So if you're like, okay, I, um, I set a boundary with um, my best friend because you're in a, you, say you're newly married. You set a boundary with your best friend. She's used to just having you and now you have a partner that you're married to. And that person needs their own individual time. And say your best friend doesn't necessarily understand that. They come over too often. They call too often. 
they're not giving you the space to take on this new role you have as a wife, a husband, whatever, a partner. So did you stick to that boundary? So if you said, hey, I, you know, I really want to engage in our relationship. I'd love to have lunch with you every Tuesday, but um, I just need you to not come over unexpectedly anymore because it kind of intrudes on the personal time I have with my partner. Did you stick to that when they inevitably maybe cross that boundary again? Did you say, hey, you know, I love to see you, but unfortunately, you know, I set that boundary and this this isn't sticking to it the next time they did it. So be honest with yourself. And another thing I want to say on that is when you have to when you have to stick to your boundary, the first like instinct people think to say is, I'm sorry, but, and I think I just said it, to be honest. <laughs> it's really, really important when you set a boundary to not apologize when you have to enforce it because it makes the other person think, it gives them the perception that you maybe aren't as stuck to your boundaries as you should be or that these boundaries aren't as important because you're apologizing for having to enforce them. No. So I had set a boundary with someone and then out of the blue, they messaged me and said, hey, would you like to come like come to my birthday party? Well, we honestly set more of a barricade than a boundary. And instead of saying, oh, I'm sorry, we're busy that day. I don't want to give the impression that that's not why I'm going. I don't want to give the impression that I'm not going because my schedule doesn't work. They need to understand that I'm not going because I'm not safe in that space. So instead of saying, I'm sorry, we're busy that day, or I'm sorry, we can't make it. I said, that doesn't align with the boundaries I've had to set. So we won't be there. And that may sound harsh. But at the same time, you know, what's worse is giving someone a false sense of a door opening or a false sense of that boundary no longer being there. That's just as harsh. That's just as harsh to set them up for the idea that, oh, maybe things are changing. That's not fair to you. That's not fair to them. And that's just not honest with the situations. You have to be really honest with yourself and stick to your boundaries. So evaluate whether or not you've stuck to them. If you haven't, make a list of the times that you didn't and be like, okay, maybe I said the, maybe I said the wrong thing. And now they get the impression that the boundary is not there anymore. So make a list of those moments that you struggled to keep it. And then write down what you could say instead next time to continue that boundary. And it's okay to reinforce the idea. You know, say, well, I really appreciate your, your, you know, investment or involvement or wanting to include me. However, I do need to stick true to the boundaries that we've set because I, I want our relationship to work. So I won't be able to do A, B, and C because of this. And if you'd like to offer an alternative that fits within your boundaries, that's another great way to do it. Um, so evaluate yourself, evaluate if you stuck to them, evaluate how many times they tried to push them or break them or didn't understand. Because oftentimes after we set a boundary, we have to fine tune it. We have to continue to say, okay, cause you know, setting one boundary saying I need, I need more respect for my space. There's little ways that people may not understand that they're intruding. So you have to constantly be fine tuning. It's like it's like sandpaper. You start with a rough grade and you say, OK, I'm going to rough it out. But if you want that smooth, beautiful finish on a piece of furniture that you can run your hands on, you have to go finer and finer with your sandpaper until you get that beautiful finish. And that's the same thing with the boundary. So after you've evaluated and see where you're at, it's time to just check in with yourself and your boundary and your core values. And you have to sit there and say, are these all still aligned? Now that now that I've enforced them, do my boundaries still align with my core values? 
And how do those two working together make me feel? And that's a really important question to ask yourself. And I don't recommend that you just haphazardly do it. I, I give yourself some time, whether you sit in a bubble bath or you sit down with a cup of coffee in the morning or, you know, give yourself some time and space, whether you need to journal through it or work through art or go on a drive. I like to do a lot of thinking on driving because I love driving. Whatever you space you need, give yourself some time to really evaluate that question. Like, and and when you come to the end, there's there's two ways it can go. Is you can sit there and check in and be like, yeah, these boundaries are really aligned with my core values and they've had a positive impact. Freaking amazing. So amazing. The other side to that is these boundaries are not quite in line with my core values and they haven't given me the results I was looking for. I'm still feeling like I'm giving too much of myself. I'm still feeling like there needs to be greater boundaries. So that's another path you can take. And we're going to talk about both of those. So let's talk about if if they do line up. Say you sat down, your boundaries align with your core values and you have had a positive impact. And I'm not talking about the other person feels good about it because you don't get to control how they feel. You don't get to control or have a say about how they react. This is about you. Have they helped you grow? Has setting these boundaries that align with your core values given you any positive changes to other aspects of your life? Have they helped you physically? Are you are you sleeping better? Uh, do you have a little less anxiety because you are not constantly fighting this relationship that wasn't working for you, that wasn't healthy for you? Is there a lack of negatives in your life? So often people, you know, we get in this mindset of like, oh, everything happens to me and this sucks and this this sucks and work sucks and blah, blah, blah. It's really easy to go down that rabbit hole. It's a lot easier to be hard on yourself than it is to boost yourself and lift yourself up. Are you finding that it's a little bit harder to be that negative because you're not having to be upset about someone infringing on your time or your personal space? Or maybe you're not being, you know, you attacked emotionally or verbally anymore because you've set a boundary. So how has it positively impacted your life? Make a list, write it down. I I mean, do whatever you have to do, but I want you to sit there and, and understand the cause and effect of it. I set a boundary. One month later, I've evaluated. My boundary still aligns with my core values that it did when I set it. And since I've done that, A, B, C, D, E, whatever, one through seven have happened. Make a list of the positives. And if you really sit there and feel like, oh my gosh, look how great this is. And then you can start to invest that greatness back into the relationship now that it's healthier or invest it back into yourself because now you've given yourself space. Removing, setting boundaries can remove negative space. It can remove hard things for you. And then when that happens, you still have, you, you have space to fill. So fill that with positives. Fill that with, oh, okay, well, you know, now say we're back to the example of a, a best friend that just got married. Say your best friend's starting to respect those boundaries. So now you get, you have this space. Not only do you have this space where when you do see them, you get to fully engage in all the things 
during that time. So the quality of the time you get with them because you've set a boundary and put it where it needs to be is better. So not only is your relationship getting better, you can engage in more quality with that person when you're with them. But then on the flip side of this example, you now get that that mental freedom of, oh, my best friend's not going to pop over when I'm you know, having a fun moment watching a movie with my partner or whatever it may be. You get the freedom in that extra space of your relationship with your partner. So not only has it made the relationship that you set a boundary on better, but it has affected another part of your life. And then sit there and think about the mental freedom you have of not constantly worrying that your boundaries are going to be broken. So it's like this whole little trickle effect, like I set the boundary and then I have to reinforce it and it's really, really hard. But then when you sit back and look, if you take the time to do all those things, look how amazing it can be for everyone, not just you. So on the flip side, if it didn't go well, if you set this boundary and you're like, okay, you know, there's a there's a couple things you can think of. I mean, there's a lot of ways it can go. Obviously, every situation is different. But say you set this boundary, say you did stick to it, and you're still having a hard time. This relationship is still not working for you. It's still hurting you. It's still causing pain or negativity or anxiety or whatever it is that's drawing you to think that you need a boundary in the first place. Make adjustments. You have every right to do so. Make adjustments. Sit down and write down, okay, I I set a boundary for A, B, and C with this person. And I don't want to lose this person. I'm not ready to set a barricade. But how it's currently working is still painful to me. It's still not giving me freedom or security or safety or, or whatever it may be that you're looking for in this relationship. So write down the boundaries that you did make. And then evaluate each one. Do we need to go further? Do you need to take it further? Is someone, is whether it's their access to you or the way that they speak to you, or if someone, I mean, if there's a lot of guilt being used, that's a, that's a big thing that people set boundaries around. I was raised with guilt as a tactic to make me do things. And I am 36 years old, and only in the last year have I realized that I don't have to allow that. And it was incredibly, incredibly hard because I have this need inside of me to do the right thing, not be wrong, not hurt people, not do that. You know what I mean? And then when you're raised with this guilt, people that use guilt as a tool or a tactic to whether it's communicate, get what they want, I don't know, they play on those emotions. So are you still being made to feel guilty for the boundary itself? Are you still being, you know, twisted into doing things that you don't want to do or thinking things you want to do? Maybe it's at work. Maybe you set a boundary with your work-life balance and it's not being respected. What do you need to do? Who do you need to talk to? I mean, you got to just lay it all out, write it out, make a list of all the things that are still not working for you and, and try and do it in a cause and effect way. Okay. Uh, my boss promised I would work 40 hours a week, and then one weekend a month, I would work a Saturday. Okay, so now say you've set that boundary with your boss, you've had this conversation, you've agreed upon a a thing, and then he's making you work two Saturdays every month. Okay, well, 
is addressing it with your boss not working? Do you need to talk to human resources? Is there another way you can approach it or say, okay, great. If you need to work, if you need me to work a second Saturday, then I'll be taking that Monday off next week. Let's find a way. There's always a way. Things aren't stuck in stone. There's always a way to adjust and figure out what we need and how to do it. So again, review your boundaries. If they haven't worked for you, if they're not enough, it is okay to take it further. It is okay to say, hey, you know, I know I set these boundaries for myself. I still want to engage in this relationship. I'm feeling like I need to tighten things up a bit to continue growing together. And here are the ways I'm going to do that, whether it's with your time, like I said. And a big one for time and accessibility is I feel like a lot of people deal with this nowadays we were kind of raised where we just have to be accessible at all times. That's how I was raised, especially work. Like I have to answer my phone. If I don't answer my phone, I've done something wrong. If I don't answer someone's text message, I have done something wrong. But keep in mind, I can text anybody anytime I want at my discretion. That does not mean that it is received at a time that's good for that person. And you need to put yourself in those shoes. People can text you all they want. Great. You do not have to respond. You do not have to respond immediately. You do not owe anyone the energy of answering a phone call you don't want to answer or responding to a message you don't want to respond to. You don't have, literally, you just can, you can just let it go, let it ignore it. I know it's easier said than done, but my point is, is that you are not, people are not owed your time in response. People are not owed your energy in explaining to them why you're not responding. No. That is yours. That is yours to dictate your time and your energy and what you put your attention to is completely yours to dictate. Now, I'm not saying, oh, well, I'm scheduled to work on a Monday, but I've decided it doesn't work for me. So I'm going to ignore my boss and not show up to work. Not what I'm saying. So don't (laughs) don't turn around and think that that's what I'm doing. I'm not saying ignore your responsibilities in the realm that they work for you and what you need to do to, you know, live your life, work your job, pay your bills, be who you want to be. What I'm saying is, is for this, these extras, these people that expect your time and attention because they gave some to you, it's not how it works. And you get to put a boundary around that. You get to protect that as well. So if you need to take them further, I'm just here to tell you that that's okay. It's okay. Absolutely. Do what you have to do. My only recommendation is to clearly communicate them like we said in the previous episodes, let people know, like, I really appreciate, you know, the work you've done in respecting my boundaries. I've, you know, I've looked a little bit more into myself and I feel like I need to engage them in a a little bit further and do A, B, and C. And again, I want you to know that I'm doing this because I want to keep this relationship. I want to invest in our relationship in the healthiest way possible for both of us. And because of that, I need to set these boundaries. And again, you need to be ready and willing to deal with how that person takes it because you don't get to control that. That's not for you to decide, to determine, to predict. No, you can only control yourself, the boundaries you set for yourself and what you're willing to do. And then I want to let people know they are allowed to turn a boundary into a barricade if you need to. If you set boundaries, 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 and you are still being hurt 
by this relationship. You are still having more negative than positive. You are allowed to set a barricade. You're allowed to. I, I encourage you to. If you get to the point where you know that this is no longer good to be in your life, set a barricade. When you set a barricade, you have to be very, very clear in what is acceptable and what's not. You have to say, I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me just be clear. Don't apologize. Um, but you need to say, this is no longer serving my life in the best way. I have to make a change. And what that means is A, B, and C. I, you are, you are um, no longer allowed in my space. I'm asking you to not contact me. I mean, whether you leave the door open for that to change in the future or not is completely up to you. Sans that person being in your life, it can make you reevaluate whether or not that door should be opened again. So these are all very, very personal conversations that you get to have with yourself. Um, but I, I just want to say that you deserve to do this for yourself. You deserve to set boundaries or barricades based on, you know, the life that you want to create for yourself. And that's all possible for you in doing this work. Um, and then there's another aspect to it. If you had to set really restrictive boundaries with someone, they don't always have to stay. Like if, if you set boundaries, like, first of all, think about it this way. What was the purpose of the boundary? Why, why did I set this boundary in the first place? Was it that you moved too fast, too quickly in a relationship and you were like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is, this is too much. I need to back away a little. I really think I'd like to invest in this relationship, but what we're doing right now is not okay. So you set some restrictive boundaries. It's okay to create a re-entry plan for those boundaries to adjust as long as they continue to align with your core values. It like a boundary, like I said, it's a flexible thing. It's not something that's like I set it in stone. That's it. I'm never allowed to go back on it. I'm never allowed to change it because then I will will be going against myself. No, because as you set a boundary and create space for yourself, you create space for yourself to grow and to feel stronger in yourself and to dive deeper into your core values, to know more about yourself. And then as you become this different version of yourself, then that may cause a need for change in your boundaries. So it's okay to create what I call a re-entry plan. If you had to set really strict boundaries with your time and space with someone because a relationship was going poorly, but you still believe that this relationship is something that you should be in, then create a re-entry plan. And a lot of the re-entry plans, usually in the situations I'm talking about, which is something I've been through before, it's... I, I've lost trust and I've lost safety and feeling feeling taken care of in this relationship. So what you can do is say, okay, we're going to set some milestones. I'm going to set a milestone for myself. I'm not going to adjust my boundaries until I feel strong in this sense of myself or until I have, you know, seen work on the other person's end. And you're allowed to say that. So here's the thing. One, one thing that people don't understand in relationships, they think that it means you're controlling or whatever. You're allowed to set a boundary and say, I'm not 
budging on this boundary until I have seen proof that A, B, and C has happened. Whether that is your partner go to therapy, whether that is your partner, you know, maybe you started dating someone that promised they were a non-smoker and then they were smoking and didn't tell you. And now here you're dating a smoker and you're like, this is, this is a hard no for me. You're allowed to set those boundaries. You're allowed to say, I'm, I'm not willing to open the door again until A, B, and C happens. But keep in mind that you don't get to choose how they react to that. So you set those boundaries based on your core values. Like I, I don't date, I don't want to date a smoker. I was a smoker for a long time. My fiance does not smoke, but I was a smoker for a long time and I quit and I don't want to date a smoker. And some people think that's vain or selfish, but that's fine for you. For me, I don't want to date a smoker. I don't want it in the house. I don't want my kids to smell it, whatever. You're allowed to say that I, I, I'm not going to date you if you smoke. But then you have to be really okay and understand that you don't get to choose how they react to that. So they may say, okay, great, then we're not dating. That's a consequence of a boundary. So you are allowed to sit there and say that I do not accept these things into my life, whether you don't date someone who drinks, whether you, I, you need them to be in therapy because of previous behavior, whatever it is, you're allowed to say that for me to be in a relationship with me, I require these things. These are, these are my, my, what are they called? They're like a hard no or whatever. You're allowed to say that. But you also have to be okay with the fact that they don't have to be that. And they can leave if they choose to not be the person that can be with you. And what that requires on your end is a real understanding that you know exactly what you want in your life and you're not going to settle for less. And when you choose to settle for less, when you choose to bend your boundaries, when you choose to bend your hard nose or your deal breakers, that's the word, whatever it is, you're going to start to lose yourself. You're going to start to lose yourself because you have decided in choosing to bend something that is innate to your core values. If you decide that that's just not as important anymore, then you're going to start to live according to their core values and not your core values. And that's when we get lost. We get really, really, really lost when we start to live for someone else's version of what I think is okay, or someone else's version of happy, or someone else's version of what I'm supposed to be. So that's why going back to aligning your boundaries and your core values is so important. Because if you really do have an understanding of what matters most to you and what you want out of your one life, and then your boundaries align with it, sticking to that will ensure that you don't end up losing yourself, at least part of it. I can't guarantee anything, obviously. So I just want to remind you of that. So when you do say, okay, great, I, I want to work on this relationship, but you need to be in therapy. You're allowed to say that. You're allowed to say that in order to be with me, you have to be in therapy. But you also have to be very aware of the fact that they don't have to do it. And that may, it's either going to inspire them to do what they need to do to be with you. If that's where, if you guys are supposed to be together, that person's going to do that work. But you have to know that every time you give away from your core values and your boundaries, 
you're going to start to live up to someone else's life and expectations and not your own, which is really hard to hear sometimes. So I apologize. (laughs) But um, one last thing I want to say about the aftermath or aftershock of setting boundaries is that it's okay to be honest with yourself if you're the one falling short. It's okay to be honest if they're the ones falling short. You just have to continue to invest in your relationship with your boundaries and your core values. If that is what your focus is, if your focus is I want to live the best life for myself, then that's what you'll get by investing in the things that are true to who you are. And when your boundaries align with those things that are true to who you are, it creates the space for you to grow. It creates freedom. It creates, you know, the ability to fill that space with joy and happiness and positives because you know you're not constantly going against something within yourself to make someone else happy. Instead, you're going towards the things that you know are innate to you and make you happy. And how can that not come out to you living a better version of your own life, being a more authentic version of yourself, being that next version of yourself? I spent many, many years not even knowing what my core values were and making so many mistakes along the way because I just literally didn't know who I was. And I'm not sitting here saying, oh, you have to be alone for two years to figure out who you are. No, I don't believe in any of that. But I do believe that you have to have the mental and emotional space to know who you are, to discover who you are, to continue to learn who you are and engage in that person. And you know, my right partner is someone that encourages me to do that. And when I tell her like, hey, I don't feel like myself lately. I feel lost. I'm struggling. You know, she doesn't take offense to it. She doesn't sit there and say, oh, well, what you just what you don't like our relationship anymore because you feel lost. No, she turns around and says, what do you need to do for you? What do you need to do to get to center yourself again? And it usually ends up me being like, I need a day off. I need a day where I read or I do nothing or there's entire days where I'm like, cool, I need to sit on my phone all day or watch Netflix all day. Whatever it is that you decide gets you back to your center is what you need to do. And when you live your life fully dedicated to your core values and setting proper boundaries, then the people that you choose to be in your life aren't going to encourage you to continue to do that. So this is kind of a heavy episode. <laughs> and I'm sorry if I rambled a bit. It's just, uh, it's a hard thing to talk about. It's a hard thing to set boundaries and then sit there and realize like, hey, man, less of this person actually creates more value in my life. Or cutting people out is what I needed. And that's a really hard thing to do. At the end of the day, you know, like I said, boundaries are an act of love. Loving yourself loving that other person, loving that job, loving that situation, whatever. They're an act of love, no matter what, at the end of the day. And it's a really beautiful thing when you choose to respect yourself and your boundaries. And it's really, really cool to sit here in the aftershock and see how much your life can grow by doing so. So if you resonated with this at all, I would love to hear from you. Message me on Instagram, Owning Your Authenticity. You can visit my website and send me a message, an email, um, or share it with a friend. Share it with someone who deserves to hear it. 
Um, I really love you guys. I appreciate you showing up every week and listening. And um, if you want me to talk about anything on the podcast or you would like me to interview or join someone on the podcast, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Um, And I really just hope that you have a beautiful rest of your day and a beautiful rest of your week. Bye, guys.